Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What is it? This true force has never been fully understood. Say, what is this? It boils down to two simple words. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. New England clam chowder. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. Wonderful. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's rock and roll, brother, and we're rocking tonight. Good morning. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Handyman Show. My name is Buddy Sloan. You, you, you got to see the screen. I mean, if you're, you're streaming right now, it, it, it shows an empty chair with the name Jerry Clark on it. <laughs> and he's not here, <laughs> nor is he going to be here. Uh, he went away. <laughs> but, uh, I thought that was funny. My name is Buddy Sloan. I'm going to be here until 12 o'clock making all sorts of noise on the radio about uh, fixing up, repairing your home. Uh, and you can call us anytime. The first half hour is going, always going to be open for them about home repair and care and maintenance. And you can call us at 888-808-8637. That's our Super Talk call-in line. Uh, or you can also text us at 601-879-4395. That's our C-SPIRE text line. But uh, what we should probably do is go to the phones right now and see what's happening. Phone number 888-808-8637. And good morning, Greg. You're on the phone. No, you're on the yes, air. Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Handyman. Am I coming in all right? I was getting about every other word there, brother. Well, yeah, you're a little, you're a little muffled. We'll get you okay, though. We can understand what you're saying. Okay. I, I was like, said, okay. The problem is, I'm out here with my, my grandparents. They don't want to be Lord, but I've got a, a plumbing problem. We had that hard freeze come through, and so uh, got knee-deep in that, got everything fixed. But I was coming out of the shower and uh, noticed this morning I got a leak there under my tub, and this old house is just about four or five, six inches off the ground, and uh, I was just wondering if there was something you could recommend, could I pour down in there or dry it out as best I could, but it's, my water heater's right behind my, my drain in my tub, and I was just wondering what, what, what would be your best recommendation? You said you can get under it because it's on a, a crawl space foundation? Well, it's got the, it's, 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 like I said, it's just a uh, I don't know why they built them like that, but anyway, it's a beautiful place out here. But anyway, the house sits about four to six inches off the ground. It's uh, on these little corner blocks. You know how they built it back then. It's probably an 80, 90-year-old home. But anyway, uh, just wondering before I had to dig to China what maybe I can – What's I'm saying? Don't work harder, work smarter? Yeah. If I understand you correctly, you have moisture underneath the drain of the tub. Is that correct? Yesterday's the leak. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it dripping there this morning. And I took. And then another thing, too, Mr. Handyman, is I got my water heater right there behind it. So you got that that, that live. You got that live water that's running under under the outside to my box. So Understood. you know, thank the good Lord, I wouldn't electrocute it. So well, you're breaking up a little bit now, but uh, but to answer your question, one you have to really find you have to get to that area that's leaking, and that may be difficult because it's on. It sounds to me like it's on a joining wall with the water heater on the other side. If I'm hearing yes, if I'm hearing you correctly, but 
what what is going to have to happen, unfortunately, is I think some of the uh, the wall that the faucet comes out of or the drain comes out of is it a sheetrock? What is that? What is that wall tile, sheetrock, or what? Sheetrock, yes, sir. I did just a, just a, we went in and done some work on it, and um, and the guy he just said um, it was the water heater was actually on the outside in the carport, but he he wanted to put it there underneath behind the tub, and man, I tell you what, you got to watch sometimes. You don't have that rascal turned up too high, you know. Yeah. Uh, is there any room behind, between the water heater and the wall for to cut out a space to get to that drain? Yeah, yes, sir. I, I, I've, uh, I, I took I took out a little section of the floor Good. between the water heater and the wall there that my my shower head is planted on, and I, I can reach under there. Um, I, I just, I, you know, every, I don't know. It just seems like I can. I've sort of taken all that up. I was hoping maybe I could get something to pour in there and dry that out, and maybe seal it up. But I don't seem to be the right way to go. I think I don't think anything pouring under there is going to really work. <clears throat> and it, it does seem like you have a consistent right. leak that that may even be a slow leak and not creating a whole bunch of problems. But uh, it's showing up, and and it will create problems with time with time to come. So. Exactly. I would think that, you, yes, you have to see where the drain is leaking. You have to get to it, find out if it's a PVC drain or is it copper or what What type is it, and actually do it. PVC. Yeah, it's PVC. Well, that would be a little easier. Then it could be a number of things. Uh, uh, it's, it's really a common mistake to put in the washers on PVC connections backwards that's yes. a that's a common yes, error that's a common error and yes. sometimes just t- it's, it's an old home like i said it's, it's my grandparents but i yeah, P- yeah. P- just, like, just get the shovel out and dig the china it seems like yeah it, well that's yeah unfortunately i think so in order to get to that pvc <laughs> pipe and because the good news is pvc is relatively inexpensive easy to change and it's pretty easy to work with so but getting to it is going to be your hardest chore right now and i think that's what you need to do well that's all it's always worked out for me that way my uh <laughs> you know if you're gonna do it do it right i understand i know you preached that many times i thank you uh, thank you handy man all right we thank you for your call thank you very much i appreciate it man and that's true yeah gotta do it right from the get-go and it's gotta be i mean I can't think of anything that you'd pour in there that actually do the trick. So, uh, yeah, that's what I believe. It really has to be done. Well, and he's got, you know, Greg's got the right idea. You know, whatever it takes to get it done right, that's what you got to do. You got to uh, rule out the, the hard first. But yeah. then if that's what you got to do, you just got to do it. Rule it out and look at other options. And then sometimes the other options just don't exist. They're, or or they're really not permanent solutions, which is last thing you need to do on any kind of drainage or any kind of water uh, is a, a patch job because it's not going to work you have to do it you have to do it correctly and do it all the way and that's something you have to do and uh, also coming up at 10:30 or so thereabouts uh, uh Paul Lavalley is going to be here at Lavalley Electric and we're going to talk a little bit about the same sort of thing in electricity because uh, those things can happen from time to time where you can have an electrical problem and you need to go you need to figure out what do I do? Well, that's what you do. All right. Uh, also, text come in kind of early this morning, but that's all right. It says, uh, hi, buddy. I have a mold problem uh, inside my house due to a pipe that's busted. Uh, I see green mold, and uh, they want to know what they can do about it, whether 
Well, I, I think that call came from Greenwood, and there are some people in the central Mississippi area that would actually analyze that, but in Greenwood, what you'll probably have to do is get a sample of that mold and actually take it to the, your um, uh, extension service, and they'll actually test it for you. Uh, is pro- being green and from a leaking pipe, it may not be a problem, and it, it's there's a really slim, slim, slim chance that it's any kind of dangerous mole. Mostly, it must be removed. It's going to be taken care of and, and, and eradicated. The best way to remove mold? Well, if you can get to it, of course, wipe it down with a bleach solution. And, and uh, if you can't get to it, then spray it with the same thing like you spray a house wash solution with either Joe Max or a bleach and a, a TSP solution. Either way, that'll kill the mold. And that's what you have to do is get rid of the mold. Uh, the more the more you do that, the better off you'll be. It's just, just not an easy thing to do when you've got a leak in a pipe. And I hope, I assume... I assume that pipe, Mary, I assume that pipe has been fixed, that there's no longer a leak anymore. Uh, that's the first thing that must be addressed, is the pipe must be fixed. And then, if you've got mold coming out, yeah, you don't need mold in your house, period. It's just anything you can do to get to eradicate it. And uh, as I said, if you're concerned about the type of mold that it is, the extension service does that kind of work. Uh, and and you can get to you take a sample of that mold to them, and they will actually analyze it and let you know whether it's a dangerous mold or just a regular everyday household green mold, which it could naturally be. All right. Uh, I got an email this week. I get a lot of emails about how I should do things and how to do different things. And uh, some person emailed me and said they have a deck that has three open sides. So I would assume it, it juts out from the house. Uh, and therefore, they're looking for ways to, uh, to, to actually fix it. And we'll talk about that a whole lot more. Uh, let's see. We still know. Do we have a call? We have a, is that a call, or should I wait? I should wait. He's just he's just busy talking to him all the time. <laughs> well, we have uh, we got Homer on the air, and he did want to jump on the phone line, and he was trying to get in touch with Tony Arpino and Atlas, and he had a foundation issue, and I think he wanted just to visit with you for just a second, so we can pop him on the line if you'd like. Um, let's get him on board. Uh, it's Homer, right? Yes. All right, Homer. Welcome to the Handyman Show. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Did you you got Tony's number? Okay. We were we were going to go over that. Uh, when I call the number, it goes to another place. Uh, what is it? Because I'm I'm going to I need to get him to do an estimate on my house. Yeah, you call. Uh, that's eight 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 two five eight. No, I'm sorry, I give you the wrong number. Eight oh eight. I'm still giving you the wrong number. Let me. Let's start from the beginning. Hi. <laughs> Dial eight hundred two five six ten ten, and you may have eight hundred two five six ten ten. Ten ten. Uh huh. And you tell 
whoever answers it may be uh, somebody else who answers it and passes the messages on to Tony, particularly on weekends. Uh, and he'll be happy to either come to your residence and give you an estimate on the property, or he can do it by, if you can shoot pictures of the phone of your problem, he can do it by phone. Either way. And he does cover the entire state of Mississippi Atlas Foundation. Great company. will fix it absolutely right, and you can have faith in that. That's 800 256 1010. Tony Arpino uh, really knows what's going on with the soils in Mississippi and the ground and foundation, slab foundations particularly. Yeah, I'm up here in uh, the Clarksdale area. And sure. I don't know, this dirt up here in the Delta, it's, it's not like anything I've seen. It's, <laughs> it's just moving. This crazy stuff going on with the weather. It yeah. does not help. Well, yeah, the weather has been insane, and it, uh, I don't think it's going to get any different than that uh, going up in the future. Um, I think we're going to, we're looking at some weather changes coming up, and uh, we'll see some things that are really well, – we're seeing things right now that are different than usual. So, yeah, it's weather. I don't know. People going to have to start building houses on the ground? <laughs> yes, they are building it. Uh, matter of fact, uh, about uh, 20 years ago, I did an underground house. I was involved with designing the kitchen for it, and I knew the guy who was building it really well. And he built the house underground. And I want to tell you, you talk about your residence becomes a storm shelter, becomes also a, a energy, very, very energy efficient. Uh, and it was built in the side of a hill, so to speak, so that the front facade was like all windows. It, it was a beautiful place. And the, the roof, you had, to, you had to mow the roof. Because <laughs> it was under. You, you had to mow the roof. Well, there's a guy in Oxford. But, that's but, the way he built his, on a hill. Yeah. And the open windows face the south where you get the most of the sun in the winter. That's correct. And it seems to be doing fine for them. It's Yeah, this this house is 20 years old, at least 20, maybe even older than that. Uh, and it's, it's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, they really did a nice job in building. It was built with domes. Uh, they're like all circular domes, uh, and he used like uh -huh. three different domes to build his home with. And there's the one... Two different sizes. There's one major dome, which is the living room, the dining room, and the main walk-in area, which has that open window front facade to the south. Uh, and the rest are just two smaller domes that hold the bedrooms and one and the and the master suite as well. Beautiful place, beautiful place, and very, very, very secure. It's efficient. Like you need to build one. That's what you need to do right now. Start digging, baby. <laughs> all right, we appreciate his call very much. And uh, let's see. Um, all right, during the week, I was uh, getting uh, talking about a, a, a deck, and the deck juts out into the yard a little bit, from what I can guess, having three open sides. And they're looking for some privacy, and they're thinking a trellis can do the trick. Now, a trellis is a strange term. It covers a lot of ground when you talk about trellises. Uh, you can have a trellis that is actually like a a, a walkthrough that you'd see like at a wedding, or you can have a trellis that's just on a brick wall that's kind of made like lattice that vines and whatnot can grow up on. But they're looking for a sort of a wall that will give them some privacy on the deck, particularly from their uh, neighbors 
you know, they just want some privacy. Well, my suggestion is lattice panels. Let's just start with just saying lattice panels. Lattice panels are sold at home centers and lumberyards all over the place. And yes, they are different types. Uh, Some are are thicker than others. Uh, There's also a, a... uh, a, a plastic one or a poly poly one that is pretty well, but it's awfully uh, it, it's not as rigid. So I would get the thickest pressure treated four by eight sheet of, uh, of of a lattice panel that I could get. Once I've got it, I would do a measurement on it and make sure it's exactly four foot by eight foot. And then what you need to do is out of two by fours. Build a frame that this lattice panel will fit right into. Once you've built that frame with the longest 2x4 on top, the, the side 2x4 is going to the top of the 4x4 and the bottom, I'm sorry, and the, of the 2x4 and the bottom of the 2x4. And then on the outside, or, or on on the four inch side, you took like take like a two by two and nail it all around, making another frame. This actually gives you a place to plant your lattice panel, and on the good neighbor side, it shows nothing but lattice panel, and on the port of uh, the deck side, it shows lattice panel that's mounted in this frame. And we'll pick up with this. I've got a. I've got some. I, I could go on about the tenor trellises forever, and I will in a little while. But we got coming up. Uh, my guest sh- is, is uh, John uh, Paul Lavalley, Lavalley Electric. Uh, he's going to be here to talk about what's going on in the electric industry. Don't you go away. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Handyman Show here on Super Talk at the MCEF Studios. My name is Buddy Slower. My grandson wants to be a carpenter like me someday, but I'm the one learning when he's around. That's because he's part of the career and technical education program at his school. Construction isn't at all what it used to be. Has less to do with hammers and nails and a lot more with 3D imaging and math equations. No wonder they call it technical education. Trade up. Discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun, and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. 
Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. When did insurance companies start emailing handshakes? Who decided you can't have good rates and good coverage? If you're questioning your insurance options, get real answers from a real person. With a Farm Bureau Insurance Get Real Review. It's simple, quick, and tailored just for you. Get real auto, home, and life insurance. Get Farm Bureau Insurance. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Jackson, Mississippi. Hey guys, it's football season again, and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there's even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Bridge Builders. Pinnacle Motors, quality vehicles, affordable prices, and now edge sheds. 8x12 utilities to 16x40 cabins and garages available. Set to be wired, painted, and finished out if need be. Setup and delivery is free and financing is available. Your new go-to for edge sheds is Pinnacle Motors. Off Highway 471, the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Your next garage, utility building, or cabin is at Pinnacle Motors. We'll see you soon. I've had COVID. Me too. But I didn't know you could get it again. What? And if you're 50 or older. Or have a chronic condition like heart disease or diabetes. Getting COVID again could get really serious, even deadly. That's why getting an updated COVID vaccine is so important. COVID isn't going away anytime soon, but I can lower my risk. And I'm up for that. We can do this. Find updated COVID vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. David Crosby, David Crosby passed this week, and he was a, a big part of the birds. Uh, I, that was one group that he was a big part of. We'll talk about that a whole lot more at 11 o'clock. We'll talk about music and David Crosby and a whole lot of things people want to talk about. Right now, sitting with us, we've got Paul Lavalley with us, and we're going to talk about Lavalley Electric, what they do for a living. Uh, and... Uh, you do a lot of residential work, and you do some commercial work as well. Uh, you're just about, well, 
I would just say to the listening public, if you need some electrical work done around your house, uh, there's no sense going to the phone book or going to the computer and looking for an electrician. Call La Valley Electric. You'll be happy you did. Paul, how are you today? Man, doing well. Give us that phone right off, right from the get-go, so people will know. Kind of slow, so they can yeah, write it down. 601-228-9969. All right. And give that, that, that's, with that number, you can get all, I mean, everything from hanging fixtures to fixing, uh, like, on my house in particular, the ground faults outside seem to be not, I mean, they just don't work. Right, right. Yeah, anything electrical, um, especially if you know we're talking specifically for you know a home, um, you know there's some maybe some people that only do certain types of work, but if it's anything electrical, we do it. Yeah, so. yeah. A lot of electrical work that's being done, particularly residential electric work, needs to be uh, have a licensed electrician do it. And uh, what's important, and you mentioned this earlier, is not only should an electrician be licensed, but the insurance is important as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, th- there's just a lot of things to, or I got to say, some things you want to make sure that regardless of who you're using, you know, working on something, especially like as uh, the potential for the dangers of electricity, yeah. that it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that you have vetted it, that they you know, have the experience, they're going to stand behind their work because, um, you know, things can happen or, you know, what happens if you had some work done and there's something that wasn't done or you decided you want something different or something breaks, you know, things happen that sure. you know that you have a company that's going to stand behind it right. um, and that they're qualified and they have the insurance that, you know, the liability and if there is a, you know, an issue. So. Yeah. Uh, how about... Do you run into at all electrical problems that that are behind a wall? Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things that, especially what uh, we do a lot of, um, we do do some new construction, which is basically starting with you know a blank slate. Yes. Um, and th- those are, are fun to do, and uh, it's good to see kind of the, the bare bones of a, of a project. But I would say our one of our niches that we are, I, I know, I've had a lot of experience in me personally, and then everyone that uh, works uh, with me is being able to know how to attack a problem when you can't see or know what happened before. So right. something isn't working, you can't see behind the wall, right. um, and the, there's no telling whose hands have been on it beforehand. And so there, you can we've seen crazy things from, um, you know, obviously some rigged up type of work that's done before, or sure. things that are common practices for how things were installed, like, say, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that are become problems, you know, ten, you know, 20, 30 years later, or 40 right. years later. Sure. And so that's one of those things of having someone that's experienced going, okay, we've seen this problem before. Sure. And so we know how to attack it and or provide solutions for either repair or maybe an alternate to fix the problem or make it better. Yeah, because sure enough, electricity is a powerful, powerful entity. It can it is a powerful instrument. It can really, I mean, and an electrician basically takes this amazing power and controls it so it can go properly into your residential area or your or even even your commercial area. Correct, and, and make yeah. it where it's not nearly as powerful as what the original. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things with uh, how we utilize things and, you know, 
um, whether it's a home or a business, is through alternating current. And so, yeah, when it, wherever it's being produced, um, how electricity is transmitted, um, it's a step down to usable voltages, whether it's in your home or in a business. And um, it's just making sure that's done correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah doing correctly is so important. And you've got quite a crew. Yeah. How big? How big? Are they? Yeah, there's a there's a twelve. Well, I guess thirteen, including myself. And they're all relatively qualified. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the things that you know I've made a point of doing since day one is everyone's at a different level of experience. There's sure. guys that are more experienced than myself, more qualified at certain things, uh, and that's what makes it fun uh, and exciting that I can bring in people that have a like mind of high excellence and doing the job correctly and having taken pride in what they do sure and have their own creativity with that but also reaching a high standard of going if there's something that we don't know or we we come across one we're going to figure it out and we're going to provide a solution for it because that's one of the exciting things about electrical is every day even for myself who's been doing this you know half my life almost you know, I, there's something new that I want to see next week that I've never seen before. <laughs> so it's almost not about exactly what you know. It's just do you have the ability to be able to figure it out uh, yes. and provide an efficient solution? Sure. So. And that, that's that's a big issue in the construction totally, in every aspect of the construction industry, is a problem may occur, and the actual qualified, really well uh, everything, just everything about it, has you have to be able to figure that out. You have to keep on going. Just because there's a problem and something you don't understand doesn't mean that it's time to stop. Right. It means it's time to actually figure it out or go where you can figure out. Go to somebody who has knows the answer. Right. And that, to have somebody else come on board and help you because they're, as you said, maybe more experienced and maybe they've run into this before, it's a learning curve for you. Yeah. And then one thing that I have found has been helpful with uh, my own this business is I try to, and it's hard because you you have you know business, you have jobs coming in, you're scheduling, and you're trying to get things completed, or um, sometimes there's not enough hours or daylight <laughs> you know to get things uh, accomplished. Is I try to take some time to slow down and stop and bring everyone together, and what we what I call in-house training, sure. where. Um, we stop and we either talk about procedures for jobs or we talk about, hey, here's a technical issue, and then we kind of get dive more in depth. And that makes sure even the youngest and newest guy that's part of a crew of the, the, the company understands, oh, this is why we do it this way, or this is why this is important for safety from electrical shock or the possibility of electrocution. Sure. Um, and so everybody has – we. Uh, through uh, you know being an apprenticeship program through MCEF, yes, uh, I feel like that's been it's been helpful to either always know that there's something to learn about the technical aspect of it to better your own personal knowledge sure. and how to provide a great product to the client, whether it's you know on a huge you know a bigger commercial job and you're just making connections on something that's going to be covered up and. It seems like no one will ever know what you're doing. Or if you're in front of the client and you're installing a, you know, twenty thousand dollars chandelier on a, in a residential project, right. you know, there's different <laughs> varying there, but you're still showing the same workmanship and that that whatever you're doing is done correctly. Yeah, yeah, because uh, 
Well, whether it's a twenty thousand dollar chandelier or or a hundred dollar chandelier, it needs to be hung right. Everything needs to be done correctly. Correct. Yeah, because there's still the potential, of, regardless of the value of that, where you know you want it to be done, installed correctly, and to code, and that there's any potential issues that can happen are mitigated for safety. Yeah. And also that you know the product is going to last, and you know the connections are done correctly. Regardless of whether it's something as simple as that, or you're working on an automated machine that is seems complicated because there's a hundred wires in this panel. Yeah. Sometimes we do some work like that. Sure. So um, it keeps things interesting. Have you run into a situation where people have had a uh, like, let's say, a living room or a great room that has uh, three switches or two switches on it that create control the center light, and they want to put a rheostat up, and they put the wrong rheostat in there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some things that seem like they're very straightforward, but then you get into an installation where you have multiple locations, and then it's like, oh, it gets a little confusing because there's multiple wires and yes. not knowing exactly what they do. And then also knowing different components and devices are designed for different wiring methods. Right. It so. would take a different – a rheostat would actually, on the outside, look the same, but it actually works differently inside and it, and it controls more. Correct. Yeah, whether it's multi-location – or you know, just like a single place where something is turned on and off, and you're just trying to control either the voltage to dim, you know, a fixture. Or yeah, and whatnot. then you have to be relatively careful because they're getting more and more available today. LED lights where they are dim, dimmable. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but there was a time where LED lights weren't dimmable. Or yeah, it's also just the technology. Uh, that's something that is uh, very interesting and exciting. Also with electrical is like when I was first starting. In, Coming up in this trade, the what the type of lighting we use then versus what we're using right now is almost completely different. Yeah, like almost 100% different. And well, what we use right now versus what we're going to probably use in six months, especially in a year, um, is going to be it's going to change. You know, change is constantly happening. It's just being able to stay on top of that, and especially with LED, it's been exciting to see how the technology keeps pushing forward. Where it you know, you have things like, say, dimming that are just – it's becoming a lot easier. Yes. Um, it's yes. becoming more convenient to the end user, uh, and especially to us as the contractors that are like, okay, yeah, this is becoming – used to be it was really pain trying to find components that could work together to dim something. Uh, and it was just like, okay, well, this would work right here, but then this installation it wouldn't, or this brand kind of works with this brand and right. it doesn't with here. <laughs> and it's it can get frustrating because there's so many different options out there. Uh, but – as things have gone on, though, that is one one area that has definitely uh, getting more yeah. simplified. Lance, you got a question? Yeah, Paul. You know, one question going into houses. I haven't seen it as much as you would think, but the switch over from your traditional switches to your smart switches, and you know, having more of a smart home. Are you seeing a lot of that in in new home and you know construction? Are you doing those types of things with uh, you know the rehab homes and yeah. and how popular? is that right now with the smart switches it's definitely uh growing a lot more traction i would say especially in this area um i think one of the biggest uh misnomers that i have experienced especially from my early days is the idea that this is like a uh, super fancy, expensive, hard to reach technology and people not really understanding that it's actually very tangibly uh useful and provides a lot of solutions to problems and it's a very economical method now yeah. to be able to provide smart um, capability for controlling lighting and provides a, definitely a lot of value to either whether it's security or, you know, just more comfort of home sure. or, um, 
you know, imagine trying to live right now without a smartphone. Oh, yeah. You know, going going back. You know, no one's going to go. Oh, I, I would rather not have a smartphone, so I have the capability of checking certain things or checking a camera. Or it's the same comes with the lighting. You know, you don't want to kind of go back. You you know, once you've lived with smart lighting right. and being able to have that capability, uh, it, it brings a lot of value, I think, to just your day-to-day life. Okay. Yeah. So definitely seeing mm-hmm. it more. Um, I think the bit, one of the biggest things is the education on the contractor and the end user. Uh, and some of that is kind of hard to know how to translate to people that have, are kind of stuck thinking that everything is just on and off with like an old-school switch type right. of mentality and knowing sure. that just like, you know, Internet has changed drastically, you know, from the fir- very first day the Internet came out and same with cell phones, the same has come with lighting. Yeah, right. And, and, and mm. it's become that is that easy to operate. Yeah, lighting lighting has come a long, long way in a, in a very short period of time. Uh, and as you said, it's going to continue to grow. Where I mean, you can take like like a sixty watt bulb now, and I think it's using like eight watts, nine watts of energy, yeah. and, and that's what LED does for people. And if they would change all their lighting in their home to LED yeah. lighting, that would work very well. Yeah, absolutely. I have a really good friend of mine that actually this morning on the way here, he had sent me a message the day before and he was concerned about something being overloaded. And, you know, after I kind of explained what the issue was, then he realized like, oh, yeah, it's only using nine watts. It's giving out the same light lumen output from a right. that was sixty watt equivalent, which we understand as like the consumption of an incandescent lamp. Right. But it's only actually using nine watts. And it's also not so, yeah. putting out nearly the heat. Exactly. So you, the heat is going to be the same direct proportion to that. Yeah. For the most part. Which yeah. is amazing because that means that a larger watt bulb in LED can fit in a fixture than yeah. what a normal normally would take in an incandescent type bulb. Right. And one thing that I'll, I'll just go ahead and share with all the listeners is one of the, the issue that he was having was he was having an issue where the lights were flickering yeah and he was and he was wondering if there was a problem electrically with that and um i was able to give him a solution of something he was able to do was just buy buy a higher quality led lamp right you know, it's just like any kind of technology just like any items on the shelves you're going to have things that are kind of at the bottom in the middle and at the top and sometimes buying a, a higher quality lamp is going to give you better performance yeah, yeah. So. take a short break and you stick around Absolutely. like to keep you for another segment. Paul LaValle, and we're talking about electricity. We'd love to have you join us right here at the MCEF Studios. My name is Buddy Slork, the handyman. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Or you can make a play in the starting lineup. The sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino puts you into the big plays with big bets and big wins, making every game more exciting than ever. It's time for the sports glory you deserve without breaking a sweat. The sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. Play the game. Must be 21. 
Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell with Family Termite. The season's getting a lot colder and different kinds of insects are going to start coming into your home and to your structures and your business. Look out for ladybugs, cockroaches, mice, and rats. You can call us for any of those things that we can take care of. Call Family Termite at 601-933-1014 or reach us on our website at www.family-termite.com. Call us at 601-933-1014. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Hot. Oh, nah, I'm good. Oh, you're just going to eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh... Oh, seriously? Frank it up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! <sighs> yeah, this guy finally gets it. Hey, look, we're on the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, drop what you're doing and clear your schedules. I just went to Kohl's biggest clearance event of the season and saved up to 70% on so much cool stuff, like cute home favorites, jeans for my whole fam, a cozy sweater for myself, a pair of boots for my husband, and more. So don't miss out. Get to Kohl's to save while you still can. You'll thank me later. Select styles, up to 70% off in January 23rd. See store for details. Well, I used to wake the morning for the rooster crow, searching for soda bottles to get myself some dough. Run them down to the corner. 
keep running down to the corner. Well, we could listen to that all day long, but I don't guess we should. Uh, my name is Buddy Slark at the MCEF Studios. We're doing the Handyman Show. My guest, Paul LaValle, uh, LaValle Electric. And we're just talking just electrical in general and, and contractors, uh, because electricians basically are contractors and will either deal with individuals in a residence or uh, 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 buildings, building a, a commercial structure. But all contractors have to uh, adhere to a certain level of work. Uh, and s- to do it best, you really need to go by, do the best you can, do the best you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, whether you're working for, you know, a general contractor on a, you know, medium to bigger size project or even something smaller or you're just working directly for an individual or a business um you know having you know hiring a contracting company that you know understands what they're doing um and they're able to prove you know not to say prove it but their their actions are proved by the fact of their knowledge the knowledge would be that they they understand how to provide an efficient safe and great installation for sure. that client um, and some of that is just you want to have someone that has the experience and has the knowledge of knowing um, what what they're doing uh-huh. and some of that would be you know with especially in the realm of electrical versus maybe some other trades and other um, types of work out there you know just what we're talking about with lighting uh, technology changing so uh, drastically over the last several years and sure. where I believe it's headed and uh, we can talk more about like where I think trends and lighting are going but we all as in the electrical industry we we adhere to what is called the National Electrical Code right. NEC and it's a it's a standard that is set forth to it's not a it's not a manual on how to do electrical uh, it's for qualified individuals like electricians that uh, to provide a standard for a safe installation, and so with that, you you want to, you know, uh, have people that understand that and are able to provide that and to the the latest, not necessarily the latest, but also understanding why we have those codes. Right. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest uh, fascinating things about electrical is you know you have a book that's you know really thick and can be intimidating. Um, but understanding why you're installing that wire in that certain way, why it's installed in that junction box, and why we had to terminate these things, and why the bonding of our grounding wires are, are important, because there's the potential of if it isn't done correctly, then it's an unsafe installation that could cause harm to individuals, or you know, you know, it can seem uh, uh, crazy, but also you know, it could be something that could be severe and or tragic to Could, somebody. Yeah, really yeah. detrimental. Uh, <clears throat> grounding grounding is so important. Yeah, uh, and that's the reason why we have it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, one of those things where when electricity was first invented in the late de- late 1800s to early 1900s and as as it's gone on and every 3 years we come out with a new code and you, it doesn't take much uh uh digging to kind of look at the history of stuff and go, "Oh, yeah, we were having all these problems where there was all these electric electrocutions or death from Things that's why we have safety standards, you know, through you to know, avoid that. To avoid that, mm-hmm. and it goes correlated exactly with electrical stuff. Yeah. So. Um, let's take a scenario: people living in a home, and they have their lights on. They're in, and it's dark out, and their their heater kicks on, their lights dim, mm-hmm. and then come back. Is there a solution to that, or is there a problem there? So, yes, we we deal with that uh, quite quite frequently. 
uh, and there can be a number of issues that are happening. Um, and so the reason I say that is every installation um, is unique. And yes. um, like I said, you know, especially if it's something that I didn't wire from start to finish, I can't speak for exactly what someone's scenario is. So full disclosure, this isn't a um, – when I talk to anybody without putting my hands on it or you know inspecting it, you know you won't know things. But typically, when you have a large load, whether it's uh, you're in the summer and your HVAC or your air conditioner kicks on, or you it can happen when like you turn the dryer on, yes. or something that's a bigger load, just right. a bigger piece of uh, an appliance. Um, what is happening there, depending on what that appliance is, is it's drawing a higher level of current. And what you're noticing in your lights dimming down is that voltage dropping. And so what is causing that voltage drop? Well, it could be a number of things, whether typically in a home when that happens, I would say most of the time it's because something is going on with the utility power. And what I mean by that is contacting your local utility, whether it's energy or one of the subsidies in the state. And if it's really severe, you're going to notice that a lot. Right, And some of that is just going to be inherently how the neighborhood is or your house is, and there's not much you can really do about it. But either, A, making sure, checking out that there isn't any issues sure. in your house, Correct. in your, your breaker panel or in the uh, service, and also just monitoring and seeing how, what the voltage is to start with, and then when that appliance cuts on, what is happening with that voltage. Because sometimes some adjustments can be made so that it minimizes it, and then you don't even notice the lighting dimming. Exactly. So... In other words, a lot of times, if that does happen and your lights do dim when you you put on your uh, HVAC unit, either for heat or for cool, uh, it's not necessarily inside your structure problem. It could be a feed from the electrical company. Correct. Exactly. And it doesn't necessarily mean, like, oh, there's something severely going on. Right. Now, it could be. Now, especially if you have something that's dimming um, and you don't necessarily have loads coming on, or it's it's dimming and varying constantly or sporadically, then that, that definitely tells us that there's something going on. Whether it's a loose connection, it could be an issue with a breaker, um, typically, it's going to be something like that. And right. then, my always my next question, does it seem like it's isolated in one part of your home or business? Or is, does it seem like it, half of it is doing, happening, or is it the full structured? Sure. And then that helps narrow things down to for an electrician to go, okay, now I know when we talk about an individual circuit, half half the power or the whole entire power to begin with. There you go. Going in. Yeah. Um, a buddy slower question. My house. All right. I've got... On the corner outside, I think I have five fixtures that actually are floodlights for the outside of the house. And I don't use them very much because they're incandescent bulbs. Is it wise to change just to LED bulbs or to change the entire fixture itself? And I will tell you, the fixtures have been there since 1997. <laughs> um. Yeah, whether it's 1997 or even uh, an older fixture, I would say it'd be dependent on the fixture. Yeah. Um, just kind of make an assessment of if, if something is really old and corroded and sure. the socket seems like it's falling apart, you know, especially with, you know, price, especially with fixtures, you may be better off just buying a new fixture. Right. Um, but if all of that it looks intact, then just find, buying, an, you know, a good quality LED lamp. Shouldn't be a problem and an easy solution. And you save so much by doing just that and (laughs) be able to have the light on the outside when you need it. Right. That's that's a a great 
thing to have. Uh, uh, well, and that was something I wanted to ask. You do uh, outdoor lighting, landscape lighting, yeah. and all that, because I go through some neighborhoods, and you see some absolutely amazing setups. Yeah. And then you see some, you're like, man, if that house just had a little light on it, <laughs> right. you, they can right. call you for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's something that um, I've never looked, you know, felt like I was necessarily a designer, but I have definitely been in part of so many different installations. have so many people ask me what, what what do i think and since i deal with this almost every day so i know what it looks like when it starts and when it finishes we can definitely provide a good solution and basically design you tell me what you want and we can figure out a good economical place for what you want well if there's an electrical problem and you've got you've got a concern or you've got some work that needs done paul lavalley lavalley electric what's the number paul 601-228 9969. Give them a call. You'll be happy that you did. They'll be happy to give you an estimate and tell you what things are going on and how they can address situations. And certainly it's better for somebody like yourself to look at something than it is to just talk over the phone about it. Yeah, that's what typically what we do because, you know, try to find out what the, pro- what the problem is and find a good solution and we can try to meet that. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate the time you spent with us, and we're going to keep on pumping you up. Get you going, man. (laughs) All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Listen to the Rock and Roll Handyman Show at the MCEF Studios. My name is Buddy Sloak. Be right back. Ow! Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. When did insurance companies start emailing handshakes? Who decided you can't have good rates and good coverage? If you're questioning your insurance options, get real answers from a real person. With a Farm Bureau Insurance Get Real Review. It's simple, quick, and tailored just for you. Get real auto, home, and life insurance. Get Farm Bureau Insurance. Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Jackson, Mississippi. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, 
I'm Karen McHugh. President Biden spending the weekend in Delaware as the classified document scandal continues to swirl. President Biden is spending the weekend at his other home in Delaware this weekend. This one, his beach house in Rehoboth Beach. Some eyebrows were raised here in the press briefing room at the White House saying, why is the president going to his summer home in the middle of the winter? Because they were wondering if classified documents were found also in Rehoboth. The White House, as you mentioned, denied that, but perhaps a, a search is ongoing. Late this week, President Biden says he has no regrets over this issue and said, quote, I think you're going to find there's nothing there. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. Portions of the Northeast may finally see some snowfall. This is kind of a, a tomorrow afternoon thing. It's all snow across the interior sections and the I-95 corridor where we really have not even seen any significant snow or any snow this winter. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth. America is listening to Fox News. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A lot of voters are hoping the legislature will restore the citizen-led ballot initiative process this year. The House and Senate took up their own versions of a plan to restore the option in 2022. But the two chambers couldn't come to an agreement on the number of signatures that would be required to get an issue on the ballot. Representative Jason White believes they'll find some middle ground. Is it going to be a percentage of registered voters? Um, a percentage of folks that vote in the last election, a, a percentage of voters that voted in what election? The last gubernatorial election, the last presidential election. And so, you know, what percentage of Mississippians should be required um, to place something on the ballot statewide that would go into state law? And if voters succeeded in getting an item on the ballot, there would be stipulations for legislators. Somebody says, well, if it's statute, the legislature will just come in and change it the next year. We're going to do a two or three year hands off so that it couldn't be tweaked. Um, and, and somebody's will couldn't be trumped. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, the Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Nearly two-thirds of leading world economists are saying a global recession is likely this year as major economies try to quell inflation. Don McVeigh, the Mississippi director of the National Federation of Independent Businesses, says small business owners are still struggling. The one thing that kind of is the, the interesting part of the conversation about a recession is that there's still a very high demand for labor. Um, and, and finding qualified workers just continues to still be a struggle for our, for our folks. And she says these issues go back to the start of the pandemic. All of the different government programs that were out there and the unemployment and all that, that started an interesting you know, process of, you know, Small business, private business competing with government for, for employees, you know, or people who weren't, you know, yeah. weren't working in that, in that case. And so it's, it's been a hard recovery from that. Um, it, and we really need government to just get out of the labor market. He doesn't accept the narrative. He 
questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Securing America. America's naval priorities are becoming increasingly global. That was the message the Secretary of the Navy, Carlos del Toro, delivered during a forum Thursday at Columbia University. Del Toro says that, perhaps unsurprisingly, it is China that provides the biggest challenge to America's naval superiority. China is conducting active, aggressive maritime activities in the South China Sea that have the potential to undermine our system of international law. Del Toro says Russia also poses a significant threat in the Black Baltic and Arctic seas. Trying to intimidate and deny other countries the opportunity to exercise their rights to free passage. America's response? We are strengthening our maritime dominance so that we can deter potential adversaries and have called upon fight and win our nation's war. However, Del Toro also stressed the key principle first put forward by President Teddy Roosevelt. The good Navy is not a provocation to war. It is the surest guarantee of peace. Kevin Uresky, Fox News. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. force has never been fully understood. Say, what is this? It boils down to two simple words. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. New England clam shooter. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. Wonderful. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's rock and roll, brother, and we're rocking Back again at the MCEF Studios. My name is Buddy, your handyman, and here until 12 o'clock, uh, making all kinds of noise. A uh, bunch of texts have come in, and generally at this hour we talk about music, and we'll get to that in a little while, but let's just address some of these texts while they're still fresh in our mind. Um, this one I think is probably more relevant. Uh, that a person has a... Let's see if there's a name on here. I don't think there is. No, there's not. A person has a kitchen and living room wall that went dead totally electrically with no breakers flipped or anything. What's the problem? It sounds to me like there's a short somewhere. Something, uh, a wire has come undone or something has happened. And uh, I would definitely have that looked at. It's not something I think you should go snooping around yourself and try to figure out. Uh, it would, it would, I would be, in, I, it, in my situation, I would call an electrician and have them come and take a look and, and give me the answer. That's what I think should be done with that situation. Uh, and it's it's really, it's, it's quite a thing when you have a wall that just stops working. I mean, it can, it can happen so many different ways with expansion of the home and stretching or, or, or even foundation problems where the home dips is somewhat. You say, well, that's not a whole lot, but yet it may put some strain on the wiring in there. Generally speaking, when a house is wired up, there's enough slack in the wire so that it can 
give a little bit, uh, and that that helps a, a great deal. So I don't know if I've answered that question, but uh, I would not be afraid to call the Valley Electric and have them uh, give me their suggestion and have them come take a look. Uh, another person talked about changing their outside uh, lighting to LED multicolored lights, which you can get, by the way, just by... and. They said they no longer have to decorate with different colors in the house. They can just tell a bulb to do a certain color, and it will. Uh, and, yes, those are neat. Those are pretty neat to have. Pretty neat to have. And they work very well. But uh, a, a lot of good uh, information comes in out of the text line, um, and I hope we address it all. But let's talk a little bit about some music today. Uh, of course, this past week, David Crosby left uh, left us uh David Crosby was not only in The Birds, which we played a little earlier, but also Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, uh, and he did albums with uh, uh, Crosby and Nash did an al- album or two, and David Crosby has done albums by himself, <clears throat> and he's like, uh, he was like, he could sing so well, and yet you never heard him. He sang harmony in almost every group he was in, but his notes were so pure and so clean. Uh, and he'd go in sometimes and just play acoustic guitar and, and sing, and every head in the place would turn and they go, "What is? Who is? Well, it was David Crosby, and he could do that kind of thing." Uh, but David Crosby is definitely a a loss. And this morning I was going to focus on songs of the sea or the ocean, if you will. And having said that, David Crosby spent a lot of time out on the ocean, out on his uh, sailing yacht, which he used to own. Uh, and uh, a lot of the big rock groups have sailing yachts and have sailed in many places. And he's just one of them that did a lot of sailing and enjoyed it very much. But uh, David, it's been like crazy. The people that we've lost in rock in the past year have been amazing. And, uh, and that's something almost each week you and I show up, there is – Someone that we greatly respect in the in the yeah. industry that is uh, that is gone from us, and thank God that we have uh, the digital history and uh, of everything exactly. now, because uh, some of these uh, ones that we've lost are just absolutely amazing, and you won't ever duplicate. Uh, what they've done and the time that they came into the music industry and the revolutionary nature of uh, so much that they brought and how much music has changed since what 1964 right is when Crosby really comes onto the scene and one of the my favorite parts is about Crosby you know he was studying drama in right. New York he wanted to be an actor and then he so he drops out <laughs> and decides to pursue, you know, pursue a music career and one of the first things he learns is that he can't play the bass when, you know so you you start out with you know, it's kind of rough but i mean the man accomplished so much played with so many people and touched so much indeed he did but wow you know just the, the, the it's you say i mean you got to keep chugging if you if you fail at something uh, you know you can learn how to do it better or find your sweet spot and music's no different than anything else it takes a lot of work it ain't just a lot of <laughs> yes, it takes a lot of and a lot of and and you're right a lot of the change in music and a lot of the influences that people like you and myself are under happened probably in the 60s and 70s and and those people at that time were in their 20s and 30s, and some some even younger. But 
uh, people, those people are getting older, and 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 I think that's going to continue. We're going to continue to lose some very. I mean, you think about the people we've lost in the past year, just the Tom Petty's and the, it's the Jeff Beck's, and just go on and on and on. Little Jeff Beck story, I got to tell. <laughs> um, I, I think he's a, by the by the way, I think he's a great guitarist. Jeff Beck, but Jeff Beck was just absolutely phenomenal. But he also loved Hot Rods. He worked on Hot Rods, and he had uh, Buku Hot Rods. Uh, but a friend of his was over the house one day, and he was working on his hot rod, and they decided to go into the music room. And the guy walked into the music room, and he said he couldn't believe there were guitars on just about every place you could sit, there was a guitar. And so he went and picked one up, and he said, the frets were nasty, the neck was nasty, it was full of automobile grease, and all the guitars were that way. <laughs> and asked Jeff about it, and Jeff said, yeah, um... I kind of like it play with a little harder, <laughs> a little harder to play. <laughs> That's amazing because I've been playing guitar for a long time, and, and believe me, my neck today is as clean as it's ever been. It's going to be that way tomorrow, too. Well, he's one of those. That, he was out working on the cars, and then he said, all right, I need a 15, 20-minute break. Goes in, picks up one of the multi-guitars he has, and just jams out. Just jams out. That's a good old time. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, Songs of the Sea. There are so many songs when you talk about things like you listen to Christopher Cross do sailing. Sticks has a uh, uh, come sail away, a great song. The Beach Boys, of course, made a career on the ocean. Uh, there are many songs about uh, sail on sailor and surfs up and just go on forever. And Jimmy Buffett, our own Jimmy Buffett. That's what I was about to say. Jimmy Buffett can't forget about him. You start looking at a pirate looks at forty and listen to it. It's amazing. And the son of a son of a sailor. Jimmy Buffett just never stopped doing uh, ocean-type music. And ocean music is pretty much everywhere. Bobby Darren from way back when even did uh, Somewhere Beyond the Sea, uh, which, uh, you know, the ocean is one of those things that is, it always fascinates us to stand on the edge of the ocean and look out at it and not see any land but ocean, ocean, ocean. And it really has an effect on us. It really has. And, and if you can only imagine being out in a, a sailing yacht in the middle of the ocean and you look around and 360 degrees and there's no land in sight, that's a pretty amazing thing because the earth is covered with more water than it actually is in land. Right, funny story, and I don't know how true it is, but uh, my my mother's brother, my uncle. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute now. Yeah, you never know. With some Are you of about these to tell things. us a story? Yeah, but, <laughs> so my mother's brother, uh, my uncle Walt. He's an awesome guy, and I, I totally believe it. True, but uh, he went to Southern Miss at the same time Buffett was there, and and they kind of this was when he was just kind of getting going with his music, and and apparently uh, my uncle Walt loaned him a pitching wedge. And, uh, and and I don't think Buffett stayed at Southern too long. I, I think he uh, ended up going to Pearl River and then to Auburn after that. But I don't think my uncle ever got the the, the pitching wedge back. So that was one thing he always used to say, yeah, he still got my pitching wedge. So. <laughs> back many, many years ago, uh, I was in a band and we were playing. We were playing a lot of motels at the time, hotels at the time, I'm sorry. And we were playing here in Jackson in a hotel. And we played Come Monday, which was a Jimmy Buffett, was actually Jimmy Buffett's first big national. And some people called us over and bought us drinks and wanted, and it was Jimmy Buffett's parents. 
And then we said, we never heard anybody do one of his songs before. Well, they have now. <laughs> my my next door neighbor, uh, we were the same age, but his dad uh, worked for GE, and they'd been transferred in from the Wilmington, Delaware area, and uh, or North Carolina, one of the Wilmingtons. But he uh, he was able to hook up with Fingers Taylor, and he had uh, lessons in harmonica from Fingers Taylor when he was around Jackson uh, a good bit back in the late 80s. And 90s, and, and that was the coolest thing to me because I was a big Jimmy Buffett fan. And knowing right. that my next door neighbor was getting, uh, you know, harmonica lessons from Fingers from Taylor, Fingers. the man, yeah. I was like, this is, uh, this is amazing. So, well, Fingers from this area anyway. Right, yeah, yeah. And he was, I think, living full time here at the time and was right. doing lessons. And, and Paul, I mean, he picked up, you're talking about a master of harmonica. Oh, wow. Uh, Fingers was amazing. He picked up so much so quickly. Uh, it's it, you know you can study in a book all you want, but when you get around somebody that knows what they're doing, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's like night and day difference. I mean, there's there's people who play the harmonica, and then there's people who play the harmonica, <laughs> and some people just make a a note, and it's fine what they do, and it goes along, it sounds good. So fingers, Taylor just adds everything to. I think not only was he a, a regular member of the Coral Reefer. Buffett band for a long time, but uh, I believe he played with uh, uh, um, uh, Willie Nelson for a while too, as well. Fingers have been around. Oh, he has, and, and, and amazing. It makes the music to me with the, especially the early Buffett albums, where I mean the the, the harmonica is so noticeable, but yet it, it blends so well with what he's doing. It it, right. it just has that that lonesome whistle almost that you yeah. know a sailor's got to experience. It really just adds validity to the music to me and sure. just the blend is so great. Well, uh it's, that's about really the whole thing we're going to talk about music today. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that. Uh big news I guess this week is David uh David Crosby uh is our law. So many people have there's been so many great things said about him in the past. Uh, I've been reading notes and whatnot on the computer. Uh, they're just amazing. <clears throat> and yes, sad loss. <clears throat> and then, yeah, is, is the loss in the rock industry going to continue? Sure it is. Just as rock is going to continue. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It is, it is, it is. All right. Um, a long time ago, we were talking about uh, trellises, and <clears throat> I was talking about making a two by four frame so that a four by eight piece of lattice can fit inside it, and you'd make actually on the four inch side of the two by four, you'd mount two by twos all the way up and around, and that would be your stop for this lattice panel. At that point in time, you've created a rectangular. Two by four with two by twos and lattice panel panel. Now, what can be done with that is you can make multiples of them, make four, make three, make two, and you can actually hinge them together and they would fold kind of like a folding closet door does. And you could actually put them up and fold them a little bit and they'll stand themselves up totally by being a little bit folded. They'll also create privacy, and you could have them up for privacy when you wanted them, or you could take them down when you didn't want them. Now, uh, the other thing you could do is you could actually, you'd have to sink some posts into the ground and concrete into the ground, and then as they come up, 
you need to cut out a little bit of your flooring so that they fit against the, the rim joist of the deck. And then they need to be bolted, lag bolted or lag screwed to the rim joist. And then the panels that you've built out of lattice would fit between those 4x4s. And because they would be attached to each 4x4 or 4x4 on each side of them, they would be very structural. Uh, and you could do it by running them off the floor of the deck, or you could actually raise it up a little bit and, and have a little space underneath and just have that. Uh, so there's a, a lot of ways to do different you know, trellises in different ways. Uh, a lot of people want to put trellises, like I said, on their home, just on their brick, just to have climbing vines on them as well. So uh, trellis is a good thing. Trellis is a good thing. And uh, I tried to answer that question uh, uh, writing it out, and I said to myself, I'm just not covering all the ground. <laughs> I wish I could... I, I wish I had a CAD program at home because I could draw it. I could draw it by hand how it should be done. You're thinking like the the Japanese, uh, you know, the old Japanese closet curtain thing that you you know, trifold, quadfold. That's correct. Yes, you build one like that, and you can build a, a a lattice panel section like that can actually be moved and removed and moved all the time, so it, it can work. Hey, let me. I told you a little bit about Atlas, but let me tell you about Atlas Foundation, <clears throat> the best foundation company. Sound of my voice, Atlas Foundation. They do great work on any foundation that you have, any slab foundation that is not correct. You call Tony Arpino at 1-800-256-1010. He'll be happy to give you a free estimate, tell you what it's going to cost to fix it, fix it properly, and uh, fix it with nothing but the best material, the best crew working, uh, work very quietly, very quickly. Uh, there won't be any large trucks in your property. No, no, not when you use Atlas Foundation. Two men, a little bit of equipment, eh, a few hours at most a day. Uh, they're gone, and you're corrected. So you call them, 1-800-256-1010. Tony Arpino, Atlas Foundation, they are the good guys in the foundation business and can help you any way you want. They really do a good job. Well, a lot of people are thinking, well, it's going to be that time of year. I'll be washing the house pretty soon, and then pollen's going to show up. Pollen's going to get everywhere. Well, after the pollen season, it's really a good thought to wash your house. And I know a lot of people want to pressure wash these day and age. Not my favorite way to wash a house. My favorite way would be a garden sprayer and use a product, a commercial product like Jomax. That'll tell you exactly how to mix it up in the garden sprayer or make your own solution out of uh, TSP, trisodium phosphate, and bleach. And uh, my recommendation for that is like a, a half a cup of TSP, a quart of bleach, and fill it your garden sprayer with water and uh, spray that solution on a wall and let it sit there for about 10 minutes because not only will it clean the whole area up, but it'll do a very good job in killing the mildew spores as well. Very, very important. Hey, there's David Grossby again singing on Hey Mr. Tambourine Man. Let's just give them this let's let's give them a listen. You listen to the Rock and Roll Handyman show right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the MCEF Studios. Be right back. Yeah, 
Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun, and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. Fox on set. Shopping on the Amazon app might look different soon. The company is launching a new feature inside its mobile app. It is a feed of short videos and photos of products for sale. Think of it like commercials, but in the style of TikTok. Amazon calls the feed Inspire, and you can access it through a light bulb icon. According to the Wall Street Journal, Amazon is recruiting known social media influencers to produce the videos, but it will also allow for regular users to submit their own for inclusion. The Inspire feed will also feature product categories, and users will be able to buy products directly from videos. It is believed Amazon is rolling this feature out to get ahead of possible competition from TikTok, which already allows product sales and is said to be hiring a U.S.-based workforce for planned warehouses to fill orders placed on TikTok. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. Employees from Nashville, Tennessee that returned a lost envelope of cash makes today's Dean's List. The group of workers from Home Depot found $700 and used social media to track down the customer who left the store without it. Adam Atkinson was the one that found the stack of cash on aisle 22. He says he didn't think anything of it at first and thought the envelope was empty. But when he picked it up, he felt it had something in it. Without a second thought, Adam gave the lost cash to his manager, Alyssa Rocci. Without giving out too much information, Alyssa decided to use social media to try to track down the customer. Shortly after that, a message from a man named Mark, who said the money was his partner's. He was able to describe the appearance of the envelope and the writing on the back of it. Jonathan Clayton was the one who dropped the envelope and says he is grateful for the employees at Home Depot. Well done, everyone. To Adam and Alyssa, you made today's Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. 
guess I have to step on that, don't I? Yeah. Rock and Roll Handyman Show right here at the MCEF Studios. Buddy Slowick, that was Crosby, Sills, Nash, and maybe Young, I'm not sure. Uh, Enya, Young was in there too, Neil Young. Uh, all, all actually great artists, every one of them. They really were. All right. Uh, text line had something come in earlier that said, uh, let's see, good morning. And who is this from? From Trent. Trent says he has a front door lock. And the he'll on the outside, when he turns his knob, sometimes the door won't unlock. And sometimes it catches and it does unlock. What's the problem? Well, I'm going to give you two different answers to that. One, it could be a lack of lubrication. Uh, the locks just aren't properly lubricated inside. And when it gets to that point, the best way is to remove the, probably the inner lock and take like a, a spray cleaner. Uh, a, a, the actual best lock lubricant is LPS1, and it comes, it, it comes also with a spray hose, and you spray it inside the uh, device, and that may loosen up the uh, lever that actually creates the locking device and work from then on work right and it should be it needs to be lubricated anyway the other problem may be that for a period of time one of the brand, better brand names in the lock industry went to uh, either either fiberglass or plastic parts inside as opposed to using uh, brass parts in the inside or metal parts in the inside and that didn't really work out exceptionally well. A lot of homes have those type locks in them where there's just a plastic or a nylon switch that actually flips when you go to lock or unlock. And sometimes that the that switch can just it just needs to be replaced with a better one. And that can be the case at from time to time, particularly when you have a door that's doing like yours is unlocking sometimes and not unlocking sometimes. Hopefully it's just lubrication. Uh, every every lock, every doorknob needs to be lubricated regularly. And while we're talking about locks, I rarely lock my key lock, but I always lock my deadbolts because my deadbolts are not only th- have a deeper throw with their latch, but all of my deadbolts have long screws in the striker place that go into the studs. Uh, and they're much more secure. Uh, key locks are very easy to break into. They don't they don't have a very big throw. They only have like a three quarter of an inch. Maybe is all of the lock that you get on them by using them, and they're easy to kick in and easy to get in. Where if you have a uh, a, a a a deadbolt and it has a deep throw, and it's going through a striker plate that has long screws on it that is going through your frame and into your 2x4s, it really is difficult to kick in. It's really hard to get a door like that open. Uh, and that's that's just the way it is. And I guess what happened in my house when it was originally built was during the time when they were using plastic inside some of these lock sets, and I've had two or three of my lock sets go bad because of that. So... That's just a suggestion. <clears throat> oh, I've answered your question, Trent. Trent sent a picture on. That was what? 
Oh, it was a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah, I like the pigs. Got uh, you know, Coach Leach. Coach Leach. And they're like, what in the world is he talking about, man? I ain't never heard that kind of Southern. <laughs> could be could be anything at all. With the Coach Leach. Uh, he was he was quite an amazing person. <clears throat> I admired him in many, uh, many, many, many ways. Always. All right. Um, how do you remove stains in a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. A lot of people have their favorite mug or their cup that they use all the time and get coffee in the morning and have tea or whatever. And even cleaning it, even washing it, after a period of time, it begins to build up a stain on it and you cannot get rid of that stain. You keep going, I wash it and the stain's still there. Well, what you need to do at that point in time is uh, fill it halfway with white vinegar and the other half with hot water. Mix it up, let it set. It'll clean the stain, believe me, it will. It'll do a great job. You may, it may be a little bit of rubbing and scrubbing, but not very much. Mostly the vinegar is going to do the job. Also, you could use baking soda to do the same sort of situation. Baking soda will actually work in removing any kind of coffee or tea stains. Uh, that's why, as a matter of fact, you can find baking soda in a lot of toothpastes because it's a whitening process. Uh, baking soda is, a good, is good stuff. It really is. It's also used baking soda and vinegar down your drains like if you put like two or three tablespoons of baking soda down your drain and follow it with like a half a cup of vinegar let that thing bubble for about 10 minutes and then rinse it with some warm water it it does a pretty good job it really if you do that once a month you won't have drain trouble and you remember the old advertisement we would see it was probably 80s 90s the dd7 then they'd throw that stuff in a bucket and swish it around, and you know, and it would throw your drapes in it, and do this, and it, you know, it was known as a great stain remover. Uh, and it was called DD Seven, and, and it's like a nineteen seventies product. But I was looking to see if it was still available, and apparently, it, uh, it's still available out there. What is it? Did it's like a. Uh, it, it's their new ultra improved formula, but it's a it's a it's a cleaner basically for yeah. stain removing. And then back in the day, they claimed to you know have the best recipe and ingredients for stain removing. And you'd watch those commercials late at night. You know, my, right. my dad was an infomercial junkie <laughs> for a while. I mean, we had Amber Vision glasses and everything. <laughs> the DD seven, you know. You'd, but yeah, I remember that stuff. So when you're talking about trying to get the the brown out of your coffee cups. I was curious if you'd ever use the DD7. You just dump it in there and it just goes away. You know, never heard about. I never heard DD7. Yeah, you gotta look it up. It's a trip, especially the old commercials. Like I love the old stuff. Yeah, you think I'd run into something like that with the, as much as I've been as many bushes as I've been around? You think I'd see? But I know about DD7 by now. But uh, yeah, I guess that I guess that's good stuff. Well, we had a, a neighbor that was a Zep representative, uh, and Zepressor made some amazing products and still does but we used to have about one of everything zep made oh, zep makes I mean, great stuff great there. products they have a cleanser out as a matter of fact that is, is superior it, it, it's it's a rust remover it's a it's a it's a really really good cleanser uh and it's really a good thing so zep makes a lot of good products they really do but uh okay um well kind of this time of year kind of not but Anytime that you have an opportunity where it's like 75 degrees outside, 
shut your heater off, shut your air off, and open your windows. Let that house air out. Well, the season's coming where we can do that more often than we can in in January. We can still do it in January. There are days where, yes, you can air the house out. Airing your house out as often as you can helps a great deal in making the air in your house cleaner and easier to breathe. And it's important that your screens are kept clean uh, because having the air pass through them and pick up all the dirt that's on them and carry it inside your house isn't going to help anything. So once a year, you need to take your screens, take them out back, uh, take a, a, a bucket of dishwasher soap, soapy water, and a brush and slightly brush your screens and then just hose them down with a garden hose and let them dry in the sun. They'll be clean as a, clean as they can be and put them back on the window. Uh, and they'll work extremely well. But uh, it, it's airing out your house can do nothing but help you and help you any way that, uh, to, to make the air in your house better and easier to breathe. Well, I think today there's a lot of uh, companies offering energy audits uh, I know uh, uh, Entergy is offering an energy audit. I'm sure TVA is offering an energy audit. And most of these audits are very, very, very good things. Uh, and they look for things like uh, leakage in your ductwork uh, or leakage in and around your doors and windows, uh, lack of efficiency of your uh, heating and air unit. And that could be a matter of age because your heating and air unit is so old, or it can be a lack of, uh, through the years, there's just been some things falling apart and creating leaks in your duct work. Well, an energy audit is going to find all of that and tell you to give you a list of things that you can do to increase the energy efficiency of your home. And we are all trying very hard to increase the energy efficiency of our home any way that we can. But uh, energy audits are good things. Uh, weather stripping can do wonders in creating uh, a more efficient home. And so can spray foam, expanding spray foam. Uh, and be careful using around windows and doors. When you take off the interior casing, you'll see that a door, a 36-inch door, may have like a 38-and-a-half-inch, what could they call rough opening. Well, that means that between the door and the 2 by 4 studs, there's probably space. And if that space doesn't have any insulation in it, then you should use a spray foam, a window and door spray foam that doesn't expand nearly as much as regular spray foam does. But energy audits, I think, are great things, uh, and I think it's worth making the call to get an energy audit done at your home. They can help with it so very much and, and make living in your house more comfortable. And you say to yourself, well, yeah, my heating and air unit is 15 years old, and it's just working. But do you know how much it's really costing you to do that? It might be worth your while to look into the replacement time. And same with your water heater. When your water heater gets 10, 15 years old, it might be time to look at something more up-to-date, more, uh, yes, there's cost involved, but there's also savings involved down the road in energy as far as that's concerned. I, I, I just replaced uh, this past year a uh, hot water heater at our cabin in the Delta, and it was uh, the cabin was built in 1980, yeah. and so it was the original hot water heater. Sure. And it finally just went out, and right. so I jerked it out and put a new one in, and 
when I was draining the the old one, the amount of nasty in that thing, you would have no idea unless you've ever actually changed what I mean, the rust, the dirt, the what it catches. So not only just being old, but I mean for cleanliness. Just for cleanliness. Yeah, it was amazing to see what we, we yeah. did bathe. We didn't drink it, but it was uh, I don't think I was getting any cleaner, you know. Well, they do recommend that once a month we drain a bucket of hot water out of our water heater. And when we do that, the water comes out a lot of times with sediment and junk in it and we just toss that bucket of water away and if we do that once a month then we don't have that buildup of sediment on the bottom of our water heater as much uh, which would create decay and uh, actually not be good for the water as well um, so you know just and another thing I think is important I drink a lot of water, whether it's bottled water or I'll even drink from the faucet because the water, the town that I live in or the city I live in gets their water from a well, and it's, it's, it's good. It's good water. And I, start, I started wanting a, a little warmth in there, so I started mixing it in my water, my water, hot water, and turning it on and getting a little bit warm, then drinking it. And I started thinking to myself the other day, now, you're drinking water that's been sitting in a hot water heater for who knows how long and on what. And is that as pure and as clean as the water that's coming out of your faucet that's cold? I doubt it. I doubt it. Because uh, like the city I live in, every year we get a report on what chemicals may be in the water and how, and it's all well below uh, the EPA levels. But if you were to take the same water and do a test on it that comes out of your water heater, you'd probably find a lot more uh, elements in there that that really aren't good for you. So it's better to drink just cold water just out of the faucet. If you're going to drink water, don't 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 turn on the hot water here. I was wrong in doing that. Slap my hand. <laughs> I did. Okay, I'm better now. Uh, rock and roll handyman show right here at Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, we're going to be here till twelve o'clock, making all kinds of noise. But let me take a minute. I think. Yeah, no, I'm not going to take a minute. I'll tell you that in a little while. I'll tell you that when I come back. We'll talk about that. Uh, but right now, uh, you just have to keep on listening. We're going to be here for another segment of the Handyman Show right here at the MCEF Studios. That's the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Great organization. Uh, Brent Bean was here last week, as uh, Paul LaValley was just mentioning. And uh, we were proud to have him on board. They underwrite this entire program. Love having him on board. MCEF. Great company, great organization. All right, Buddy Slark, Mississippi Handy Man, be right back. Don't go away. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. 
We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. What if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. STMM Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. A farm outside of Sedona, Arizona, is helping people suffering immense loss work through their sadness with the help of animals. It's called the Sulla Care Farm. In addition to participating in counseling sessions, yoga, meditation, and more, visitors also work with the farm's animals. Many were rescued over the years from abusive and neglectful homes. Officials say connecting traumatized people with these types of animals is yielding positive results. Joanne Cacciatore is the farm's founder. The vast majority of people who come here, the animals being rescued is an incredible shift in their consciousness of oneness, in their way, in their capacity to see the suffering of another and to give compassion and also to receive compassion. Liz Castleman is a grieving parent. This is the place you come and your child is going to be talked about and remembered and loved. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, Elisa Brady, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from STMM Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. 2023 marks the addition of a new item on the Food and Drug Administration's major food allergens list. Food manufacturers must now list sesame whenever it's used rather than just as a whole ingredient. The move is expected to provide major help for the 1.6 million people in America with life-threatening sesame allergies. According to the Food Allergy Research and Education, the FDA warns unlabeled sesame could still be out there despite the new designation. The other eight foods on the FDA's major allergens list are eggs, milk, fish, tree nuts, peanuts, soybeans, wheat, and crustacean shellfish. The agency's website says reactions to these foods can vary from mild to severe, so anything from some hives and lip swelling to life-threatening symptoms like anaphylaxis, which could mean fatal respiratory problems and shock. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Talking about changing times and changing, boy, Woodstock definitely was definitely a marking point in in society as far as 
how we think about things and how this whole entire generation got involved in the music that it did and how that music has carried on for generation and generation and generation. Yeah, and I mean, Jimi Hendrix's, uh, uh, you know, national anthem. Uh, I mean, what a. I I could not, as a young man, get. Quit listening to that. Just, yeah. It was so outrageous and awesome. It was like, man, that, that guy. I mean, Woodstock, the launching spot. Was sure. So much awesome. Yeah, it really was. Launching, launching, the Woodstock was a launching spot for a lot of, a lot of different uh, uh, bands and a lot of, and of course that's where Crosby, Stills, uh, and, and Nash got their start. Uh, or that's where they first got. They were playing long before that with different groups. Uh, and before that, of course, uh, Crosby with, with with the birds and uh, uh, I forget who I don't know, just a whole bunch. There was a group called Jet Set, I think, was yeah. early, and it was kind of like just a loose confederation of three or four, right. and then he you know started sliding over that way. But uh, that was where he learned he didn't couldn't play the bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, he left that to Chris Hillman. Chris Hillman's a great bass player, and he also played in the Birds. Uh, and he has moved on to uh, uh, the Chris Hillman band, which has uh, did a lot, had a lot of country hits, by the way. All right, back to back to back to handyman stuff. Although we'll, we'll go run out of time. Let me tell you a little about Revel Ace Hardware, one of the better hardware stores in the sound of my voice. Uh, Revel Ace Hardware is the store to go to when you're looking for something. For instance, I was looking for a a, a leash line for my dog. Not really a leash line. It's more like a, 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 a tie-down line. Well, what they use basically for that is like airplane wire. It's, it's a, a metal wire that's been coated in plastic. And they make a, a tie-down line out of that with the hooks on the back. Well, you can buy them for about 20 bucks at pet stores and grocery stores even. You go to Revel Ace Hardware and buy 20 feet, 25 feet of that... Uh, airplane wire, and they have all the connections that you need to make up your own uh, tie-down line, uh, including how to tie it together. Uh, they have the the little, they're, they're almost like lead shields that, that actually tighten up and squeeze and hold that wire together very, very tightly and won't come undone. Uh, much, much less expensive. That's the kind of thing. Revel Hardware is just they have everything at Rebel Hardware that you ever, ever want, including a lot of their outdoor power equipment. Uh, their outdoor power equipment center in Pearl has everything, as well as working on just about everything. Uh, and they take care of business. And when you walk into Revel, you'll be so happy you did. They'll have you back again. Uh, and the store in Madison's just about finished up. They're getting on the end of uh, getting it ready to be a total Revel A store, even though it's still open. You can still do business there. Uh, but it, it's it's almost complete. Revel Ace Hardware, great hardware store. Go see my friends at Revel Ace and tell them you heard about them right here on the Rock and Roll Handyman Show. All right. Um, well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, building up of leaves and pine straw on your roof shingles. Not healthy. Anytime you have a buildup in a valley of your roof with pine needles or uh, 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 leaf, tree leaves, and it starts building up and building up, what happens is there's moisture all the time underneath that never dries out. And some of these 
pine needles and leaves, or actually more pine needles than anything, can actually create a type of turpentine that can actually do damage to your roof shingles. So it's a good thought to remove that product as quickly as you can. How do you do that? Well, a lot of times just with a uh, a hose can do it many times. A hose can rinse off a, a roof very, very thoroughly. Uh, a lot of times, maybe you'll have to get up on a, an extension ladder, not on the roof, but also with a rake, and pull it down, pull the stuff down, and get it up. If you have to get on the roof, make sure you have rubber sole shoes on. Make sure there's somebody else around the house so that when you fall off the roof, they'll be able to help you. Uh, don't get up there by yourself alone without anybody else around. And uh, just be careful about a roof. A roof is a, is a dangerous, dangerous place. Yeah, I, I, about once a month during the winter, my, my dad, he'll he'll say, well, and he's 75. He'll say, well, it's time to blow the you know blow the roof off. And I'm like, hey, yeah, hold on now. You're, I'm not letting you. Yeah, so I jump up there and do it. And you're right in the valleys where all the where you get the most of your pine straw buildup. I mean, it'll be damp under there even if it's been sitting there for a week and yeah. it doesn't even look like the pine straw's damp. Right. But uh, yeah, I always have somebody there. And oh, I'll tell oh, you, sure. and this kind of the lead is go to Rebel Ace and get you the battery powered steel blower. Yeah. Instead of going up there with a backpack <laughs> or you know something with gas, and I'm I'm telling you that has saved me uh, many a fall having the just something lightweight that does the job and you know not heavy, but that little blower, man, it'll do the trick. It'll so do the it'll do the trick. And on top of that, once you have one of those steel battery operated blowers. Man, you just wondered where you've been your whole life. Oh, yeah. Why didn't, why didn't yeah, I have this? Where did this come you, from? How come I didn't have them? And the same is true with most of the battery-operated tools that are available today, skill saws and drills and whatnot. When you use one, it's like, why have I waited so long to get a 16-volt? Or like Will, our station manager here, has... Uh, a battery-operated weed whacker, uh, the bigger one, not the 16 volt. I forgot what voltage it is. It's, it's. He loves it. He absolutely. Lo- he'll. He'll. He says, "I just go around trimming stuff. Doesn't even need trimming." You got to find stuff to do when you have great tools <laughs> like, like that. So I love using it. He says it's so wonderful. But battery operators really come a long way. But yeah, get, it's a. It's a really good idea to get rid of any kind of leaves or build up on your roof shingles because last thing you need. Remember, <clears throat> your roofing is your first line of defense against the weather and it always has to be in good shape uh, and and you have to maintain that condition and how do you do that well you get rid of the leaves and you get rid of the pine straw and then if you have an algae buildup particularly on the north side a lot of shingles today are sold with an algae resistant uh spray on them, but that wears out after a while. After about 10 years, it'll start getting algae to build up on you, sometimes even shorter, depending on your condition, on where the trees are, and how much shade, how much wind you get back there. But most algae can be removed from roofs by a product called Wet and Forget. Wet and Forget in a garden sprayer sprayed on a roof, and that's all you have to do. You don't have to rinse it off. You leave it there, and you say, well, it doesn't do anything. Uh, well, no, maybe in one day it didn't. You give it some time. And between the rain and the wind and whatnot, that roof will become totally clean before very long. It works very, very, very well. Wet and Forget's a great product. Uh, you can buy it 
anywhere. Big box home centers at Revelace Hardware. You can buy wet and forget just about anywhere you want to. And it's a really good mildew and mold cleaner. Uh, and not only is it a cleaner, but it puts a coat of something on there that resists mildew and mold building up again. So it helps to prevent mildew and mold from coming back. So very good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, you've been listening for two hours to the Rock and Roll Handyman Show right here on Super Talk. My name is Buddy Sloak at the MCEF Studios. That's the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. And uh, I hope you come back next week and tell your friends the Handyman Show is on Super Talk Mississippi. And you can listen to us all the time during the week by going to supertalk.fm or get our app and put it on your phone. With that, you can you can podcast, you can listen to just the vocals of this program, or on your computer, you can stream and actually see uh, see us do the show live right here in the studio uh, on your computer any time of the day or night anywhere in the world. All right. Buddy Sloak saying thanks very much. Talk to you next week right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're on our way to Boston to get some clam chowder. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. Securing America. America's naval priorities are becoming increasingly global. That was the message the Secretary of the Navy, Carlos del Toro, delivered during a forum Thursday at Columbia University. Del Toro says that, perhaps unsurprisingly, it is China that provides the biggest challenge to America's naval superiority. China is conducting active, aggressive maritime activities in the South China Sea that have the potential to undermine our system of international law. Del Toro says Russia also poses a significant threat in the Black, Baltic, and Arctic seas. Trying to intimidate and deny other countries the opportunity to exercise their rights to free passage. America's response? We are strengthening our maritime dominance so that we can deter potential adversaries and have called upon fight and win our nation's war. However, Del Toro also stressed the key principle first put forward by President Teddy Roosevelt. The good Navy is not a provocation to war. It is the surest guarantee of peace. Kevin Uresky, Fox News. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.